0: بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين اللهم صل وسلم وبارك على نبينا محمد وعلى اله وصحبه اجمعين اللهم لا سهله الا ما جعلته سهلا وان تتجعل الحصى اذا اللهم على وشكرك رب الكريم السلام عليكم الله وبركاته الحمد we had obviously a very interesting lesson last week. Sheikh Abdul he was too embarrassed to attend so he left. He found it a bit uncomfortable to the subject material. <laughs> and? For <laughs> the of course. Also Sheikh Abdul Rahba, I think he's expert in this issue so he didn't need any extra training. Also it's a good uh, it's a good day today. With a stunning victory in the South African series Stunning Victory Why are you hating box? Why it wasn't Stunning Victory? What best has been done? What best has been done? What best has been done man? We won, two, we won the series 2-0 already One day international proper games And uh, United School? Mm. So, Alhamdulillah Alright, so Um what surprised me is that there were very few questions from yesterday, uh, last week's lessons, last week's lesson, and I was expecting there to be more questions on the forum about that, uh, but there weren't. So that's fine. I mean, obviously the material itself is somewhat controversial, and the material itself is also, um, how can I say, uh, it can be, um, I guess. It could be, I guess, misinterpreted, many statements and so on. So that's also something which should be considered. Um, And I think I also interchangeably used a few words in the wrong way as well, such as the word pleasure and uh, the word desire, which I think are words which, um, to be honest, they can be misunderstood, especially in certain contexts. Um, And I think I was interchangeably going through the words so often, so quickly, but that kind of thing got uh, mixed up. Likewise, the word um, I was using uh, because of the presence of uh, uh, kids in the room, but basically, I was using one V word and I was intending to use the word vulva, and I kept using the other one. So, I did that a few times, but they'll be corrected in the transcribed notes, inshallah. Uh, n- nothing major, n- nothing was majorly wrong, but like I said, you know. Going back and forth between all that kind of a qasi yeah, And it just blew my mind really. I think it's understand it You got my back or what? That's a bunch of haters man I'm surrounded by haters today Alright so today inshallah um, We will start The next sentence And then inshallah also start the next Section So the final sentence is um, <coughs> Is under the word is under the sentence that which we will read from the beginning ويكره القزع. ويكره القزع. and that sentence is the one that we're covering now it is disliked مَكْرُوح it is hated disliked to shave part of the head and leave part okay so this I'm sure that you've probably heard of before um, this idea or you've heard that you've, you've been told by your parents or your moldvi or whatever you're not allowed to shave part of your head and leave part of it of uh, uh, leave part of it. So I'm going to explain what that actually means. I'm going to describe where it comes from, and this is a concept called qaza, and right All right, qaza, and it's actually a very specific thing. Which um, I want you to imagine that because uh, the the illa for it. Uh, we're going to look at the Illa Of what Qaza' actually is And then you can you can understand that many scholars Then differed in their opinion About how it's applied today What is it applied to, what is its actual reasoning Where does it come from and so on So let's just use uh, Shaykh al uh Kind of description on this matter So he starts off on the top of one uh, Page 167 In the uh, commentary He says Al-Qaza' Is the shaving of parts of the head and the leaving of part. Okay, so shave some part, leave another part. Because it comes in many different ways. He mentioned just a few of them. You can add to this many other different ways. So he goes, the first one, he goes that um, when you shave it, like in in in, uh, in any old fashion. So you're shaving a part, leaving a part. Shaving a part, leaving a part. Doing all kinds of crazy stuff. Okay. He goes, uh, you could leave the forelock, which is the front part, and then uh, leave the back part, and then take this off and. Leave something on the right and leave something on the left, or whatever, whatever. Because another type is um, when you would shave the the middle and leave the sides. Okay, I've got no idea what that would be called, but yeah, all right. And then you would shave the sides and then leave the middle, which we all know as a Mohican, yeah, or punk kind of uh, style. And he quotes Ibn Taymiyyah and he says that Ibn Qayyim said that this is the the people who do this are the hooligans and the like the low, like low class people that you know just don't have any self respect or anything, or like like you know the scum of the earth is the kind of the way that he's trying to describe it. Sheikh Muhammad Bukhtar al he said these people are hooligans. I think that's not a million miles off either. You know, I think that's probably accurate as well. It is a kind of a hooligan kind of behavior. Uh, and then he also said that another way is when you shave the the, the 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 front part and then you leave the rest. I mean, regardless, all of this, Shaykh Uthameen is only يعني, describing what he's seen or what he's read. We could add another 15 here. You know what I'm saying? We could add so many different versions. Um, so I thought we'd do that. You know, because we're modern log now. Yeah. That reminds me, I, I think, uh, obviously we had problems in the first couple of lessons. Uh, I have a feeling that last week we had no issues online. So those who are online, uh, I would like you to, in the comments, and more importantly in the forum, but in the comments or on Facebook or wherever you are, uh, make it clear whether last week there were any problems in the video. Whether it was buffering or whether it was skipping. Uh, live session, which is one thing, and then the recorded session afterwards as well, for those who didn't see it live but saw the recorded video. Uh, I'd like your feedback. I, I think there was. I think we fixed the problem. And likewise, this week now, as you're watching it, if you're watching it live right now, I also want you to make it clear whether you think it's skipping or buffering. And then, if you're watching this session later, recorded from tomorrow onwards, please let us know whether there's a problem. I don't think there will be because I think we solved it. Alhamdulillah. All right then. So, um, are we connected, trust Yeah. All right. So um, actually, uh, I didn't do this not I wanted to. Um, yeah okay, this is better. Okay, so I want you to, to, to look at this, okay. What you're looking at there on the uh, the, uh, screen You can see it on the screen, yeah? Yeah, okay Um, This is actually exactly what Qazaq is Okay This is exactly what Qazaq is In its religious sense Okay And subhanAllah, I I just realized that there's a a word for it in the English language And it's called tonsia Or tonsia. I don't know how you pronounce it But it's T-O-N-S-U-R-E so that's either going to be tonsure or tonsure, right? T-O-N-S-U-R-E. And that word basically refers to uh, this exact style. That word is also used for a religious form of haircut. It's almost like a religious form of haircut. And I want you to understand, as we're going to discuss in a minute, that Sheikh um, uh, Muthaymin, when he is... Explaining uh, uh, this principle, actually all the scholars, there are a, a few different principles by why the reasoning for it being haram or makroo, because the scholars differed, okay? It's based upon either copying someone's religion, or copying non-Muslims, or just going by the hadith and avoiding it, therefore it becomes makroo. I'm going to explain this all, uh, all in a minute, but I just want you to see... Uh, these different kind of hairstyles and I tell you what's interesting, um, this is uh, Catholic in principle, and is practiced by monks as well. And there is an understanding when you go and look back at the New Testament uh, and other references that uh, I think they said the Christian said Saint Peter, Allah alam, all right. They said that Saint Peter he said some truth to the people, yeah, I and mean, it's something good. Must have given them some kind of da'wah or something. And you know, in our culture. Not just our, our our when I say our culture, in the Islamic culture, quote unquote, in our Islamic tradition, um, I'm not saying this from the deen per se, but in our Islamic tradition, as the, as the tradition of the old people as well, of the old nations and ancient people, is that the shaving of the head is a punishment, is a sign of a punishment. Okay? And even I think today, even uh, people would understand that if you shave someone's head in certain contexts, it's like hey, we're punishing that person, and you're showing to everyone else that this person has been punished. He did a crime or he did something wrong, and it's to bring someone down. So the idea was that Saint Peter said something good, and his people they rejected what he said, and to humiliate him, they shaved his head. And that he went to Isa, salam, Jesus at the time, and Jesus was very pleased with what he said, and so he got some stones or some uh, kind of something anyway, and he made it into some kind of like garland or a necklace and he placed it upon his shaved head to say, like, this is a crown of honor. You know, like a crown of honor, right? Almost. So if you can imagine if you've got that crown of honor, then uh, 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 the monks afterwards were kind of copying that kind of thing. Shaved head with a uh, uh, think uh, That's what it seems like the, the theory is coming from back in in, in, a, in a Christian, Catholic, religious kind of historical fashion. So that is what would be the dictionary definition of copying someone and this would be of course to do something like this in this manner would be not only absolutely haram because you are now identifying yourself with someone else's religious identity okay but it's getting close even to the acts of kufr if you are trying to identify yourself in that manner it's a very very serious matter okay so it would be absolutely haram now The truth of the matter is is that today when people do it, they don't really care about the the Christian kind of uh, uh, heritage or the Christian kind of reasoning behind a certain haircut. So, I want to give you some examples of what will be more modern uh, uh, issues. And I want to show you some which I think are clear-cut, some which are not so obvious, some which are obvious, and some which are just the most downright and ridiculous things ever seen in your life. Okay? So, for example, um, if you look at this one here, okay, Okay. If you look at this cut, okay, now what's interesting about this, okay, uh, is that this person has not shaved his hair at the side, okay, but you have a very clear, defined difference of length of hair. The top part is significantly longer than the side part. Now, we will assume for the sake of argument, that that's not a shaved line. A shaved line is just ridiculousness, okay, but if it's not a shaved line, and that's just like the way his, comb, uh, his hair line, or whatever they call it, when you... Comb your hair that way, and you create that. We we'll just assume that it's not actually been used. Now, this one would be on the on the borders of on the borders of doubt, meaning that it's not clear that some has been left and some has not been left. Um, that two different lengths have been utilized for style reasons, but shaving is has not been done. Now, here's the issue: there are a number of scholars. Sheikh Muhammad Mukhtar al is one of them who said that in his opinion, and he rules by the fatwa of his father, that his father considered it to be that uh, uh, trimming was also the same ruling as shaving. Now that would cause a big problem, of course, because virtually half the world does exactly that. So let's, according to Sheikh Muhammad Muhtar al this would be problematic, okay? According to me, I don't think that this is impermissible or makruh. all right? I don't think, I think that he's combed it in a certain way, on another day, that kind of partition would not be so obvious. For me, this is not a problem. Alright, this is my own personal position. And I don't even think Sheikh Amin also buys into the idea that any kind of trim would also be out. But I'm going to show you some examples. So, that's one example. I, I, I did it in order to show you uh, doubtful, doubtful to least doubtful. So, something which is slightly more interesting, if you look at this one. Alright. Again, if you look at this one here, I'm okay with this. This is not what we would call shaved at the sides, but you can see a, you can see a, what we call a fade, right? Now, we don't know how many days old this is. If this was like a couple of weeks old and that was pretty much close to a shave, and then you have that much hair on the top, then that would be considered, obviously, much more closer to doubtful. Okay, so I'm giving you the, the difficult ones, the ones which are uh, on the line. Now, obviously, you could make a position and say that anything which is of doubtful should be avoided, and that obviously makes sense. That obviously makes sense to, to uh, uh, play the cautious card, uh, uh, the, the card of water. But I just want you to just look at this. For me this is not clear haram, for Sheikh Muhammad Al-Shakiti he would consider this to be impermissible. He would say that this shortening on the side is like the shaving. It's like the shaving. Okay? So I'm putting these, these like doubtful ones at the front to show you the difficult ones. If you look at our boy Beckham when he was a young lad, okay, you can see what's happening there. Very similar. Very very similar to the previous, uh, the, the previous one. I think this is permissible what he's done. He hasn't shaved his head round the side completely and the length is also not so, so much. All right? The problem of course occurs when, if the hair at the top is significantly long, then you cause a further doubt. If the hair at the top is not so long, right, and it doesn't look so different to the other one, then you're on the safer ground. But when it is becoming very, very it's becoming very, very clear that there's a a defined difference in length, that's when the scholars are starting to become uneasy. Yeah? It it
1: all sounds very
0: subjective. It is, of course. Is there no objective
1: kind of measurement?
0: The the, 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 the objective measurement was the first one. Shaving. Yeah. Not just shaving, but clear, you know, you'll see the objective ones. These are, I put the subjective ones to show you that this is a discussion. The objective ones are coming. The objective ones are coming. Alright, let's go into the objective one. Hold on, let's get rid of that. And then we bring in okay. So this is clearer scenario, okay? It's a clear scenario. This is also not a complete shave. That's probably a one or a two, a grade one or a grade two round the sides, okay? But I mean, you know, that's not a million miles off Yanni, exactly what we're talking about. Alright, so that's that's an example what we wouldn't go down the line of. Alright? And then and then We have something like this. Now, this is interesting because some people don't have long hair, right? Now, if you don't have long hair, then there's very little difference between these two. The problem is that for him, there's a complete difference between the two. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? And anywhere else, this wouldn't be an issue at all because you're seeing like massive differences between the hair um, in length. Whereas here, there's like probably a millimeter difference between the shaved part and the black part, all right? But because of the nature of his hair, and the nature of his ethnicity, that's the way that his head and his thing is developed. So this would be a problematic scenario right here. Here, we would apply the hadith, and we'll come to the hadith now. Prophet saw someone like this, and he said either shave it all, or leave it all. So this is what would happen here. You'd keep it all All, all, around, all right. So this is, this is a, good, that's a good example. Uh, if we carry on, here is the normal kind of example that we would see. This would be unacceptable. Okay. This would be unacceptable. This is like the army cut of shaved as opposed to a short back and side. So this is a shaved one and he's got clear hair on the top. All right. Um, here's another example. Unacceptable. This is a modern cut. Good example. Okay. There's no, there's no need subjectivity here. You happy with that? That's like an objective uh, 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 situation right there. Clear hair on top. Nothing on the sides. We would avoid this. Um, we would avoid this. And I I, I still, again, want you to think about the first picture that I showed you. Because we're going to come back to that again, okay? Because this is a discussion of fiqh, not just showing you pictures. So, uh, here, yeah, just in case you didn't know, this is a Mohican, okay? Shaved around the sides, hair on the top. This is a Mohican, which is probably a couple of weeks in. Yep, so he didn't have it like that. It was clean shaven, I remember. He was playing for against, uh, which was it? Just before Greece, I think, he was playing against like this. He got his cut for Greece. Um... When he won the U- when he got us into the Euros, wasn't it was like something like that? Right? Okay, so now we come into the unsubjective, okay? This is what we're talking about. This is where the hadith is very, very clear. Like Martin Banda here, right? Look at this. So this guy's lost the plot, right? Okay? Right? This-, <laughs> this guy obviously doesn't know what's happening, but he's obviously shaved his head and he's left some little thing coup at the back there. I don't know, maybe just to grab him and throw him around or whatever. I don't know. So that's him. So that's clear, yeah. That's it. a good example of what would be impermissible. Um, and then my next man, my next man has lost the plot completely. All right. I don't know who this guy is, but he's a the Labanda. That's who he is, yeah. That's 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 pure Qazak right there. Okay. Yeah, and it, that's not even a. It's, it's 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 not even a good Mohican. He's way too thick for a good Mohican. You know, he'd get kicked out of the Mohican club for that. Huh? Well, uh, that is that last of the Mohicans? No, okay. Uh, yeah, no, that's like an issue kind of joke, yeah? He's He's last of the Mexicans, right? Okay. Uh, there was this guy on this, this guy, with this guy, uh, this next bloke. What he's got is haram for more than one reason, okay? Because he's haram for more than one reason. Because the guy who must have cut this must have spent all day doing it, okay? It's the labanda, yeah. I don't know what was happening to my man Yeah? Look, the guy is yani... I think he still. I think. I think he fell asleep whilst I was getting cut. <laughs> yeah, <the laughs> Yeah? Is it not working?
1: No, it's coming up just... yeah.
0: Okay. <laughs> I think the guy who did it was bored And I think It <laughs> must have taken all day And then he, it, then he started to enjoy himself Maybe it's for his kids Maybe to save money for a board game He puts his head down And allows the kids to <laughs> draw in his head or something We don't know We shouldn't judge the hearts, isn't it? Maybe there's something wrong Allah alam But that's unacceptable Okay, uh, I that's unacceptable I did hear that Yani, you were thinking of one like this, but I said Yani, you know, okay. Uncle, you know, be careful because, you know, yeah, right. This this last one, this last one's haram, all right, because the ruling on this is makruh, all right. Remember the madhad position and the scholarly position, insha'Allah, is that these kind of haircuts are makruh, meaning uh, hated. But this last one's haram because it is haram to make yourself look like a plum, all right. Okay. <laughs> The old classic, right? The old classic, mm-hmm. Ronaldo. Yanni lost the complete plot. Yeah, the, maybe the world's greatest striker ever, but also the world's Yanni worst hair stylist ever. Ever. This guy used to be the most unbelievable footballer man, and then and then that happened. After that, it all went downhill. Yeah. All right. So those are some good examples of clear-cut cases of buzzup, and and then other cases where. Um, it's not very, very clear. So, look at, that. let's go back to what Shaykh al al-husaymin says at the bottom of page 167. He said, wal qaza'u, wal qaza'u And the, the ruling on what, everything that we've seen is that it is disliked. Is that it is disliked. Alright? And this is because the Prophet ﷺ saw a young boy who had shaved part of his head and left part of it. And so he forbade them for, from doing that. And he said to them, uh, He said to them, uh, he said, uh, shave all of it or leave all of it. This hadith has been narrated by Abdul Razak in his Musannaf and also Ahmed ibn Hanbal and Abu Dawood as well on the authority of Ma'mar, uh, on the authority of Ayyub, on the authority of Nafi', on the authority of Ibn Umar. And Ibn Abdul Hadi, he said that this chain is authentic. وَرُوَاتُهُ كُلُّهُمْ أَئِمَّةُ الثقار. The the narrators of this hadith are all Imams, like top of their game, Thiquat, all of them are trustworthy. And Imam Ibn Kathir, he said that this chain of this hadith is Sahih. So, from this, the Prophet has said, either keep it all or shave it all. Now, on this hadith, they have basically given it the ruling of and This is a position of the majority of scholars. As I said to you, Shaykh Muhammad he considered it to be haram outright, even this. Sheikh al continues. He goes, the practice itself of shaving the hair one part and cutting the other part is makruh, but it becomes haram. If there is copying of the non-Muslims by this act, meaning you see a non-Muslim and you want to basically be, look like him in this manner, then copying him for the sake of this cut, for the sake of understanding that this is what they do, this is what his people do, or this is what his kind of age group do, or this is what that kind of, uh, I don't know, style of people do, and I want to be like that, I want to copy. I want. to I be identified with the cool kind of things that those people are identified, then this is Muharram, this is impermissible. And the reason for that is because at tashabbuh bil is Haram. To imitate the non-Muslims, in their mannerisms and their manners uh, is haram. And this is because an-Nabi wasallam. he said "Man تشبه بقوم فهو minhum." And this hadith, whoever imitates a people, then he is from them. Whoever imitates a people, then he is from them. We need to have a discussion on this hadith. First of all, this hadith, okay, has been narrated by Imam Ahmed and Imam Abu Dawood, okay, um, uh, on the authority of Ibn Umar and about its chain uh, of this hadith, uh, Ibn Taymiyyah, rahimahullah, rahimahullah, he said, "This is a good chain. This is a good chain, and this is because Ibn Abi Shaybah and Abu Nadar and Hassan Ibn Atiya are thiqat. They are trustworthy, mashahir. They are well known. Ajla min rijal as the most noteworthy of the men of the two authentic collections. Which authentic collections?" Al-Bukhari and Muslim. You know when someone even gets into Bukhari and, uh, uh, or Muslim, into any one of the Ahadith into Bukhari Muslim, you become one of the men of Bukhari and Muslim. Min Rijal, uh, we can say, Min Rijal bukhari If we say from the men of Bukhari, it means that this is one of the people that Bukhari would accept to use in a chain, in a Hadith, in a sahih. It's the highest praise you can get. Okay? I mean... Informally. Formally, you have to go back to the same principles, whether you're a liar or not, or whether you're trustworthy, whether you're um, someone who used to make mistakes when you got older, <coughs> uh, whether you are an imam or a hujjah, etc. Whether you're naqid, whether you're... The, you still have your individual rulings, but then informally, there's another system as well. We have the Rijal of Bukhari, Rijal al Muslim, or Rijal, uh, Rijal of Sahihain, the men of the two authentic collections. So, sheik Al-Islam said they are ajla, they are the most noteworthy and the most... yani. Uh, honored, respected, high status folks from the men of the Sahihayn. Uh, and, and, and yes, so this is So, anyway, this this hadith, inshallah, is authentic, okay? Shaykh al he goes, he continues, just to finish his discussion off, and then we can have a little talk about it. He goes, ala hada, he goes, and so therefore, based upon this, if we see a person who has shaved part of his head and he has left part of his head, then we will tell this guy, shave all of your head, or or we will say to him that to leave uh, leave it all, grow it all the same. This this is the ruling. Okay, folks, let's have a quick chat about this hadith. مَنْ تَشَبَّهَ بِقَوْمٍ What does it actually mean? Because actually, when you think about the clothes that we wear and the cars that we drive, these are non-Muslim cars. These are clothes which are made by non-Muslims. We have our own individual cultures from back home as well, whether it be Pakistan or Somalia or Kenya or Bangladesh or whatever. We have a certain way of dressing, certain style of kind of cloth being, uh, whatever it is. All right. What does it mean? Does it mean if we copy these people in all their things, then we are considered to be like them? And the ulama have basically said that, no, actually, what it means is that when you copy a people, that they in things which are which identify them specifically, and identify them specifically usually means in a religious manner or in a cultish manner. Okay, so you have either a religious manner. So, for example, wearing the whatever they call it, the dog's collar. What's it actually called? A clerical collar. What's that called? That you know, white and the black thing, band. Yes. What's it called? A clerical band? A clerical collar? You know what I'm talking about, right? The black collar with the white little thing there. Yeah? So, if someone was to wear one of those, this would be absolutely haram. And actually getting even worse than haram. Alright? Because you are identifying yourself by a religious uh, symbol of someone else. And this is therefore where the Hadith comes in, in its absolute sense. Whoever Whoever resembles and imitates a people, tashabbah, yani a people, imitates a people, then he's from them. And so someone who walks around with a priest thingy in the name of fashion, you can't blank that. That's not fashion. That's not, yani style. That's just you saying, you know what is? I want to go around and look like an idiot. Okay? Or, 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 or I'm going to do an idiotic thing and I'm going to look like a priest. Which is more accurate, right? So, or more PC anyway. So, um, I think that that's got to be understood uh, at the extreme end. Another example would be. You can think of another example. Wearing those like orange robes of those uh, uh, Buddhists, for example. Uh? Or uh, putting the red dot on. uh Or so this is a good one. Okay, let's just do the clear ones, then we start discussing others. Yeah. So the red dot. Yes. There's no. I mean, that's clear. Yeah, I some Hindu flags. Yeah. Right. Sikhs as well? No, I don't think. Just just Hindus, right? What else could we say? Okay. We'll come to the kind of the, the middle uh, uh, the discussion points so like and clear, clear ones. Anyone think of something? Wearing a cross. Wearing a cross. Good. Okay. Wearing a cross, thinking it is fashionable, right? Because most people who wear crosses actually wear for fashion. They ain't got a dali it, what it means or whatever. You know? Yeah. Dreadlocks. Dreadlocks. This is an interesting one, right? Dreadlocks. Is the dreadlock itself a sign of whatever the Rastafarians wear it for? You know, some kind of connection to their idea of Rasta or whatever. Something like that, yeah? I don't know. If it is, which I think it is, because I'm not too down, I'm not, you know, I'm not big on that. Then that would be a good example. Any other examples? Sikh bracelet. Sikh bracelet, excellent. The Sikh kara. yeah? The Sikh bracelet. I mean, that's a very specific type of bracelet, isn't it? It's a big... Kick-off thing, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's very thick and hard and whatever. Um, any other clothing?
1: England
0: shirt. An England shirt, okay? <laughs> okay? So let's now move into... So we've done the clear. Now let's move into the the, the, the ones which are, need some kind of fiqh, need some discussion. So let's start with some... Uh, we'll come back to that one in a second. Let's talk about the orange turban. The orange turban is a clear sign of a Sikh turban. Okay, Now what we have here is we, we have a situation where we have a clothing which is specific to a people but is also specific to us as well. Now if it's specific to us as well then there's no problem wearing that item. But if there is a way of that item being specified for another people then it will be impermissible for us to wear it. So the turban itself wearing it it's allowed even if it looks like it's a Sikh one because of the fact that we, we wear them as well as long as it's not in a way where it is completely immediately recognized to be a Sikh fashion, and I don't know, and Allah knows best that kind of I don't know, what they call it a bug. is that what they call it? Yeah, but uh, that bug is a very specific shape, isn't it? Like that, and then you know, I don't know of any Muslim culture that has that shape. Anyone know? And so, if there is no at all use of the turban in that manner then wearing just even the turban in that manner would be a problem. And wearing an orange turban would be completely out, of course, because that is immediately identifying with someone like that. Okay, let's look at another classic one, which is the tie. Alright? So the tie is a... um, Okay, let me put it to you. What do you understand a tie to be? so you consider a tie just to be something which looks nice nothing else okay so we've got the first opinion a tie is something which just brings everything together just completes the smartness yes
1: one thing is copying one thing is conforming
0: uh-huh
1: is there a difference
0: between copying and conforming
1: conforming to a tie in a business place you may not necessarily be copying someone but to fit in you Oh. Right. We're gonna.
0: So that's good. We're gonna to come to this discussion in a second. But first of all, I want to understand what do people see as a tie? <clears throat> or, or, or sorry, what do the people see the tie as? Mm-hmm. Could you say
1: historically there was some something about it that made it specific to people, but now it's become something totally different, like
0: fashion? So you're suggesting, okay, that there's an opinion out there that the tie was actually something religious or something before? Mm-hmm. I heard this as well, I read about it, that there was an idea that the tie was some kind, of, some kind of representation of the cross in some kind of way, and when it's done up, I heard that it was indicating something else, um, in the Crusades, the way that people were killed, or the Muslims were meant to be killed, I heard this, I heard that, okay, so this is a very interesting point, is the ruling given to something in what it was known as, or what it is known as now? That's a question for the scholars. When we put on a tie, if we ask a hundred people what is a tie, most of them will answer like Sheikh Abdul did, or they will kind of go towards Zafar said, which is like, "Why well, it's the dumb thing? It's either the dumb thing in a certain climate, or in a certain gathering, or in a certain style, okay, in a certain kind of uh, manner, uh, manner of trade or business, or it actually looks smart. I don't think anyone denies it looks smart. It formalizes and creates a a finish which everyone respects and understands. Does uh, Out of a hundred people, how many people say this is a sign of a Christian? Or out of a hundred people, how many say that this is the identification of a cult? Okay? And I think very few. Very, very few. And the hukam is not, the ruling is not based upon the few. is based upon the general understanding. The general kind of appreciation. The general kind of... Uh, 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 the, the general position, the urf. The culture of the people. That's what basically rules. Now there are a few exceptions to this and we will deal with those another time. The exceptions to this is when there is maybe people are very very ignorant. And there's something which is very very outwardly uh, religious. Or in trying to be religious. But because the people are so irreligious. Or the people are so ignorant. They don't even see it as something religious. But those people who know. They do know. All right, Christmas would come into this category. All right. Christmas would come into this. And Christmas is a very difficult kind of uh, one to, to to specify. Because it clearly has nothing to do with Jesus Christ. Okay? It has nothing to do with him per se. It, it From a factual point of view. In that it, this is not his birthday as what the people would like to claim. And it has been given that kind of razzmatazz, it fits, it's the right time of the year, the the traditions and folk people of many cultures, they started practicing at this time, the, those who were orthodox religious Christians, they pushed it back further to whatever day it is, uh, I can't remember, in the new year, which they do believe that he was born, but there's hardly anyone now who seriously considers that this is actually to be something to do with the date of Christ itself, a.s. at the same time, at the same time, The Christian community has basically said, well you know what, most people probably think something Christian anyway, so we're going to have mass then anyway, we're going to gather and do religious gatherings anyway. So in a crazy kind of way, the people don't consider it Christian, but because enough of the small people did, then the religious guys got involved and they made all of their religious ceremonies around Christmas itself. Of course, we know that it's more a capitalist opportunity, a shopping thing, a modern day reality of, of Western world, of, or not even the West anymore, but ca- like I said, capitalist ideology. An opportunity to market things, sell things, and make people feel happy, give people a break from work, a family holiday, etc, etc, etc. So uh, here we would argue that the Christmas isn't the most serious kind of religious connotation in the world. And I was discussing this uh, on, the, on the weekend as well with the class. That when you look at Christmas, there are there's enough doubt there. There's enough doubt there to allow some people who are in difficult circumstances a way out, because for us it's not an issue to be celebrating anything at Christmas or whatever. But at, for not for uh, new Muslims converts, okay, uh, or reverts who have families who would be incredibly insulted by not taking advantage of coming and joining them for a meal, not a religious uh, festival. I'm not talking about going with them to mass. I'm not talking about breaking bread or making a, a prayers or something like that. But having a meal, which is a set meal at a set time. Well, what's interesting, of course, is that that meal, no one claims it has a Christian meaning when it's had at, you know, whatever, 3 o'clock or 2.30 before, you know, our girl gives a little, you know, five minutes reminder. Uh, Jum'a khutbah, and she gives, yeah. And uh, uh, obviously, that meal itself is what what defines the Christmas event. Yet, it, that thing itself is innately and intrinsically irreligious. Alright? Let's assume that there's no prayer in front of it. Let's assume there's no alcohol on the table. I'm just saying that meal per se. This would not come under what we would call the, a uh, something of tashabbah, of, of, of a people, imitating a people and their religion. We would not do it, because it's clearly a sign of kufr itself. The act itself but when we are trying to define and give a fatwa for someone who's in a difficult circumstance we would look at how serious the issue is how how uh, rooted that mas'ala how how um, how much religious background or how much kufr if you like is associated with that act for example on the other side Easter and gathering with the family at Easter and partaking with your non-Muslim family in Easter Mass and festivities, this would be a clear act of Kufar. Because there, there is no, uh, even though there is an attempt to try and make it a capitalist kind of event with the chocolate and so on and so forth, actually, it is all religion. Pure religion. The resurrection of Christ, the, the death of Christ, the resurrection of Christ, the whole story of the entire testament is coming out in those few days. So that's something very, very different. And then you can keep reducing it. So you'd put... Easter at the absolute no-no list, absolute disaster, Christmas at the no level where you wouldn't do it. And then birthdays, for example, would then come right at the bottom of the list where you'd be kind of, no, we want to avoid that because it's a practice which originated by some people. But now it doesn't have any form of religious understanding. And it's just the way of the non-Muslims, way of the pointless waste of money. And uh, it's, it's, uh, The ruling now is more based upon it being something which is just a, a waste of time. And... Uh, no basis and practiced by culture and society as opposed to a religious connotation, which is the most serious problem. So that's how you rank different events based upon the practice of the people, whether it's based upon religion or not. And that is the understanding of. So, likewise, then when we. So, uh, uh, and also we will say that the birthday itself, just, just to clarify this point, so people don't go around saying that I said it's okay or whatever. I do think that to practice a birthday is a bidah. I do think it is. right. It's an innovation which should be avoided. All right, um, or, or an act. If you don't want to put it into the category of bidah, then it's an act which should be avoided because it's not the act of the Muslims. It's not a practice of the Muslims. At the same time, the reason that we wouldn't go so harsh upon a person who would get involved, maybe because they're not practicing, maybe because they're weak, maybe because they're they're completely dominated by non-Muslim culture. The reason we wouldn't go in like a ton of bricks upon this person is because even the concept of the birthday has some kind of connection in our tradition. We don't practice it, but the idea that someone is born on a day and it is commemorated is something which exists in our religion. Alright? Now, what do, we, what do we call this? This is when we're, when we're defining bid'ah, when we're saying a certain act is bid'ah, there are many different ways to classify bid'ah. One of the ways to, to classify bid'ah or innovation is whether it's a pure innovation or what we would call a supplementary innovation. What we would call in, a, in Sharia a bid'ah idafiyya or a bid'ah mahdiyyani or something which is pure unadulterated bid'ah. A pure unadulterated, uh, uh, unadulterated bid'ah would be, for example, me saying that every dhuhr prayer I have to pray in green clothes every dhuhr prayer, okay? Uh, pure bid'ah would be that um, every single prayer that I pray, I have to make a du'a after it. I have to make a du'a after it and then after that du'a, I need to stand up and sit down and stand up and sit down and stand up and sit down, and and sit down. okay? So I have to make a du'a and then stand up and sit down, stand up and sit down, stand up and sit down after every single prayer, this is what we call a pure bid'ah. Let me call. Well, let me explain to you what wouldn't be a pure bid'ah. A bid'ah adatiyah, still a bid'ah, but lesser of a bid'ah. Birthdays would be a lesser bid'ah because the Prophet Wasallam he did say, "I fast on this day because this is the day I was born," meaning that there seems to be some kind of indication that if the, your day is uh, the day of birth. If it's, if it's a, a good day for a good person of khair and so on, then it can be commemorated in some kind of fashion. The sunnah, or the way of the Muslims, is to commemorate it according to the sunnah, to fast. And that's not ours, but that's his. So that's why we still say that to celebrate my birthday is a bid'ah, but there is something there. For example, we would say that to make du'a every single time in a congregation... Where we all get together and we make dua after the prayer, this is what we would call a bid'a idhafiyya. Why is it bid'a idhafiyya? Because we do accept in Islam the principle of making dua, number one. Number two, we do accept in principle the the practice of dua after prayer. The Prophet has done it. Number three, we do accept the principle of dua being made in congregation, it has been done by the Prophet. Do you understand what I'm saying? So you've got indications, indications of an act which has got some basis. Where does the bid'ah come when you combine all three and you make it a regular action? And so once you put it all th- together, we see now this is unacceptable. But is it, is, is it as unacceptable as a pure bid'ah? No. It's what we co- co- would call a supplementary bid'ah, which is of a lesser magnitude. So I wanted to... Uh, me. Yeah.
1: Brother,
0: we start tomorrow then the du'a. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> this, you see what he's doing? He's going to hijack brother, this. Brother. Yeah. No, wait, wait, yes. So we shouldn't
1: say du'a after,
0: after? Individually or in congregation?
1: Individually. No, no, no,
0: individually this is a separate ruling. In congregation, the act of du'a together with the imam after every prayer is, an, is no doubt. Mm-hmm. There's okay. not a single evidence for it. And anyone who says that they should do that needs to bring in evidence. They need to show the Prophet ﷺ doing it, or the companions doing it, or any ayah from the Qur'an that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has allowed it. And in the absence of these three, in the absence of an evidence, the act is not allowed. Why? Because it's an act of worship. If it was an act of your personal life, like washing the car, if you said, you know what, after every prayer I'm going to go wash my car, I would say, good luck to you, well done, do it. Because it has no relationship to the deen. You're not saying that Allah made me do this or the Prophet is telling me to do this. You're saying this is something I want to do and it's got nothing to do with ibadah. But once you are saying that I'm going to do something and I want to be rewarded for it by Allah. I want to be rewarded or I want it to be accepted. Then you are saying this is an act of worship. Because anything that you do, anything that you do where you want Allah to listen or accept it or to forgive or to whatever, this is an act of worship. And acts of worship are haram unless it's taught to you by the Prophet Otherwise, otherwise, you are saying that you know better than the Prophet Because if the Prophet doesn't do an action and you do or I do, then that's basically saying that we know how to worship Allah better than the Prophet. That's the that's the that's the basis behind bid'ah. That's what I
1: heard you say, prayer. You ask for forgiveness all the time. Yep. Remember when you're you know in the sleeping if yep. you can say uh remember Allah Stabfullah if you can remember it. Uhhuh. So saying uh, for, for asking for forgiveness after the namaz yep. I can't see why why it's
0: Because we didn't say seeking forgiveness after after Namaz. Dua is after the so We also happened. didn't say dua and we forgiveness al- and things like that. We also didn't say that making du'a after namaz is bidah. We said to do an act where we want every person to do it together behind an imam in this manner, this is the act of bid'ah.
1: So when the Tablighi Jamaat comes out,
0: of people saying, let's say it So is that When the Tablighi Jamaat Jamaat, we don't talk about political parties or this is the Masjid <laughs> policy you should ask them you should you should you should, you should, you should, you should, you should no 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 Tablighi Jamaat I, 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 are my best friends I'm not gonna throw the Tablighi Jamaat under the bus no way they are I, I saw a picture of Mushtaq Ahmed today he started he joined Twitter today uh, Bob's yeah he joined uh, Mushi online Mushi underscore online uh, Mushtaq Ahmed. he uh, joined the, the Twitter today he's big Tablighi I'm a big fan I have connection with him I don't wanna lose my friends over this bid'ah. <laughs> Tariq yeah. Jameel, Tariq Jameel as well, he likes the anything, he's a friend as well. We can't upset everyone. No, it's not
1: upsetting anyone. Okay. So They're doing one thing, and you're telling us, you know, it's a bida. What are they doing? What,
0: what, what, what are they doing? Okay, come on. What are they, they doing?
1: They say, when, after, after three days, congregation, everybody stands up and says, what? After, after, everybody's, after, after everybody's crying that
0: did you see you know those you know those those, those guys I used to go there and no, no problem you know you talked about because they're crying and it's all very emotional that she's a good thing you know the other day Road, did you see all those people crying there they were they are hitting themselves like this and they were crying they were so crying but, you know, they, they were harming yourself
1: it's not allowed.
0: <laughs> 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 but you, are not you
1: Don't mix these two together. They're uh, <laughs> Abu Dhar said... <laughs> <laughs> no, Abu
0: Dhar the oldest, person. he's the oldest, come on. He's a grown-up person. He's a grown-up person, he's a grown-up person. Uh, uh, the Tablighi, the tablighi, the tablighi Jemaat are our friends. Our, our friends...
1: No, it's not the friends. When you say something is good if our friend is doing Duda, yes. it's wrong. This is very good. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> this is very
0: good. If you agree on this point, then alhamdulillah, this has been a success. This, is, this has been a success. Anyone, anyone, just to finish the issue, anyone who believes, anyone who believes that to make Dua in congregation after every single prayer is making a big mistake, if he is ignorant, he is forgiven. If he is not ignorant and he believes that this is correct, okay, then he is doing bida'a, there's no doubt about that. No doubt. He has no evidence. And I do, I do, I do not know of any alim, any, from any maslak, from any of the madhahib or any of the schools of aqidah that have said that this is an act of sunnah. Not a single one. And Allah, and, and Allah <laughs> <laughs> Victoria Park yeah. <laughs> I thought you were talking about Tablighi Jamaat.
1: <laughs>
0: you think Tablighi Jamaat of Victoria Park?
1: <laughs> They're Brelish
0: man. What kind of what kind of what kind of uncle are you, man? You're mixing up the Brelish with Tablighi Jamaat. <laughs> oh my God! This is all of the for you, so You saw it? Took so, out his yeah. big stick <laughs> and he said, Yeah, <laughs> uncle, uncle, we're starting tomorrow. <laughs> good one. <laughs> no, no, that's good, that's good, that's good. <laughs> good. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <you see? laughs> um, okay, where were we before we were interrupted with the tablighi business?
1: Yeah, for
0: mm-hmm. the, uh, b- uh, I mean, yeah, so we can see that there's a difference between what we call a pure bid'ah and then a supplementary bid'ah now the significance of that of course is that we can if we're able to differentiate between an act of bidah because of how it's understood the origin of the act likewise when we copy the clothes of a people then we should have the same discriminatory kind of approach let's study the cloth or the manner of the clothing and then look at it so if it's true that the tie has some kind of christian connotation is that how it's understood today no and it's understood as business wear or formal wear, and that's when the question now comes in: When we wear a tie, do we wear a tie because we're copying the doctor who wears the tie, or the businessman, or are we conforming to the business environment? Of course, it's the second one. So I consider the wearing of a tie not to be a copying of the of the non-Muslims, and it to be a permissible uh, clothing. Now, the other example was given of an England shirt. Is an England shirt? the conforming or the copying of non-Muslims or not? The answer, of course, is that it's not. The England shirt is representative of this country. Okay. Now, if it has haram things on it, that's where we start to have a problem. So haram things would be falling into different categories. Pictures, for example, of animals or people would in of itself not be haram, What would be haram, according to some, and that's my opinion, but what would be unacceptable is to pray in such a... Uh, uh, garment, alright, so if you were to cover that up during the prayer and then take it off outside the prayer and play your football or run around or do what you want, you do with that, then I would consider that to be permissible so that's one level of problem the other level of problem is if it has certain signs on it which, are, which are, uh, give connotations of an ideology, alright now this is much more controversial and much more interesting, so for example you have the cross, alright and you have always the picture of St. George's Cross now, St. George's Cross, which is a white flag with the red cross, okay, is the actual national flag of England. England. Okay? I'm right there, yeah? Yes. yes? And it's the national flag of England. And obviously when you combine it with all the others, and the, the, the Scottish, this, that, whatever, then it becomes a Union Jack. But as it stands, it's the the um, uh, it's the cross of St. George, and the cross is meant to resemble the the crucifix cross, the cross. Okay? Now, the problem here is that if you actually go back and you study this issue, right, you'll realize that the origins of St. George himself aren't as Christian as maybe the people who are the Christians in England who have decided to make it their emblem. The connection isn't very, very clear. It seems that he was born in Palestine. He wasn't even a Christian. Maybe he was a heathen or whatever, blah, blah, blah. There's a load of stories. There's a load of things out there. This now becomes much more controversial you will have some scholars, and I have to say that I used to be of this opinion, okay, where the item itself is not representative of a religious uh, thing, because the majority of the people, they just don't see it as that. It's a representation of the country, and a representation of the country is something permissible because we are born here, and we have every right to feel, be, to feel proud of being English in certain, uh, w- within certain parameters, not at the level of ideology or deen, of course, but just, you know, that's who we are, and, we, you know, we would play for them, we defend them, we represent them internationally, etc. Et and that's something which is permissible to have pride in. Not though when it starts leading you to become arrogant, or you taking the right of someone else, or you doing haram to another person. That's where the cut-off is unacceptable. Alright? Now, um, or you have the scholarly opinion that that St. George's cross being worn openly is you representing Christianity. Now, if that was the case, and that is correct, and I... Fear that there might be some and there are a number of scholars that consider it to be like that then this would be impermissible to wear just to complicate this discussion because we can't really clear this up right now there are some people who argued that the cro- the cross itself means nothing the cross itself actually has no value all right because the people don't understand it in its religious sense it was fake at the time it wasn't even real at the time it wasn't you know, uh, uh, it was gathered by some Romans, and they made it in that manner. It's not Christian in its origin, okay? Uh, and Isa Islam was nailed to it, and it doesn't. Uh, and if it, and if he was nailed to it, okay, in this manner, then it's a, 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 a sign of misery and depression and the death of Jesus, according to the Christians. Whereas when the people wear it today, they wear it as a fashion statement and as a sign of pride and blah-de-blah. Blah. So there's some people who argue that there's no meaning to the cross. And these are the people who say that it's allowed to pray in a chapel, for example, because the uh, even with the cross there, because it has no meaning. I don't consider it to have any value. So I don't want to give it any value. I also used to follow this opinion long, long time ago. I now have changed my opinion. Uh, for about 10 years, I've been on the opinion that the cross does have function and viability and an ideological basis and uh, the, the the strongest evidence of this is the hadith in Bukhari where Rasulullah said that when Isa returns what he will do is that he will break the cross and the breaking of the cross whether it's metaphorical or physical is regardless of whether he takes a big cross and he snaps it to show to all the people that Christianity was fake and false or whether it's uh, a metaphorical statement where he will state that actually Christianity is false and Islam is the truth, it's irrelevant actually but what's relevant is that the salib, the, the word, the crucifix the cross itself, has been given some kind of meaning, whether it's metaphorical or not, so I'm, I err on the side of caution and therefore I personally would avoid something with the St. George's Cross to not fall into this hadith من تشبه whoever resembles a people then he is from them so it's for this reason that I personally think that you should stay away from something like that. It's doubtful. It's doubtful. And Allah knows best. Allah knows best. Um, what other kind of uh, uh, clothes had that kind of uh, doubtful matter? Any
1: guess? A
0: bracelet around the neck? Oh, the, the, <laughs> the tasbih, huh? Yeah. Tasbih around the neck. Who wears tasbih around the neck? i got a great picture of you wearing <laughs> <you're laughs> <gonna, laughs> it. we should right, bring right, you right, over right. See no. this propaganda? We'll bring you up next week, Hamper. You see that, huh? Big, big Yanni yeah, beads. <laughs> do it if you've got the guts, Yanni. Yeah, wear this fake picture that you're talking about. People who, who, What kind of people would wear bracelets around their neck, man, honestly? Next what, time,
1: the next time you go to Pakistan, will show you. You
0: will show me. <laughs> <laughs> I, why, why do I need to see it when I can just go to Aklain West and I, we, we see it there? <laughs> show me as well, there's a builder,
1: Jeff,
0: Allah. He's okay. used to, He's no, used no, no, to no.
1: doing a lot of that, masha'Allah. <laughs> <laughs> he
0: thinks that he has a picture of me wearing it. You don't remember when we went to Swat? Don't uh, listen to no, this. It's, the it's a propaganda. In the car,
1: in the Swat, in that Okay, can we cut this yeah, please the
0: <laughs> 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 cut. Where's the director here, man? The director is right here. <laughs> the director is right there. <laughs> <laughs> the is right there. <laughs> <laughs> That's the problem. All right. So, That's a good one, subhanahu A really, really good one. The United shirt, Okay. So the United shirt, it, it had actually from a um, from a, from a clothing point of view. Um, uh, actually, let's let, let's leave the United shirt for a second. Let's look at any football shirt, right? A football shirt normally has uh, these key areas of problem of problem of problem: a national flag, which has a Christian connotation; animals, which normally uh, mean that you can't pray on them; advertising for haram products, okay, such as uh, Carlsberg or. Or, um, um, uh, uh, no, uh or, 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 or so alcohol is Carlsberg, for example, and then the betting firms, for example, and Betfair and Bwin, Bwin Bwin. It took me about three years to work out that that was a betting company. I thought it was just some any foreign name, and then someone said, No, that's actually the same as Betfair or whatever abroad. And then, of course, we have Wonga, which is the the, the, the recent one, yes, which is. Something very serious, which represents a high, high interest, short uh, uh, pay, short loans and whatever. So this is all the promotion of interest and the promotion of haram. So these are, uh, they have different illa for why the shirt would be haram, because you're promoting haram. Now we've got this very interesting one, the Man United shirt. Actually, the Man United shirt has two areas of doubt. Number one is um, AIG. Is AIG still? Yeah. Oh, it's E.ON, Eon, is it? E.ON. Say, Is the customer of E.ON? E.ON. 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 Who are E.ON? Insurance company. All right. Well, same then. Same as the the previous one then, yeah? So, insurance company, okay, which is promoting other financial services. I mean, for me, I I mean, personally speaking, the insurance issue is a different matter. So, I don't want to really get into, into that. But let's say that it was doing other financial products. Which are interest-based then this would be prob- this would be problematic you are advertising a conventional financing uh, uh uh interest-based financing and so on this would be a problem the second aspect of course is shaitan so it has a picture of the devil on it okay what is the ruling on that now the promoting of the devil of course is absolutely the worst it's impossible that's devil worship in its maximum form but then we come back down to the issue of the fiqh of images from the fiqh of images is that there are rulings which, are, which differ to a... So, for example, a picture... A, 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 if, if, if I was to make a, a model of someone, okay, this would be the worst thing possible, to make a statue of someone. Okay? So, a, a real-life statue, and then it goes up. And these are the kind of things that are really falling into the absolute category of, of, of shirk and haram and people like uh, you know, uh, looking up to it and all the rest of it. Then, lesser down, is when you start to paint, paint portraits... Of life-like portraits then you've got a lesser issue which is when you take a picture and the reason why people don't apply the same rulings to the picture as they as the photo as they do to a painted picture is because the, the, the photo is resembling something of real life not an act of the hand and it's like a mirror like, an, like a reflection and no one considers that to be something haram when you look into the mirror and when you see what you see and also, if it's on a digital uh, format, then there's something which is not even real. It's actually just light, which is then taken off the screen as well. So I'm just bringing the whole thing down. Likewise, at this level, when it comes to Islamic ruling, are cartoons. Cartoons have a separate ruling because it's obvious that they do not represent something real. Okay. So, for example, if you do a car- if you're to draw Mickey Mouse, for example, then the ruling on having Mickey Mouse uh, on a on a on a on a shirt or something. Is not the same ruling as having a photo of someone imprinted onto it because this cannot be uh, brought to life because there's no such thing as Mickey Mouse and it's made up completely alright this is what the fuqaha how they classify the different pictures now the interesting thing is is what about Shaitan? now on a United shirt it's likewise a cartoon version the problem is is that what's the difference between a cartoon version and a real version no one's seen the real version okay the idea that we have of shaitan is this Christian kind of kind of like theory, which has horns and a curly tail and he's and he carries a spear and he giggles a lot and shows his teeth and all this kind of thing. And this is just a cultural pass down. We don't have any proof that this is exactly what he looks like. And so therefore, what normally would have been maybe an easy issue to deal with, basically a cartoon of shaitan means nothing. Now we have a problem that actually the cartoon of shaitan might be actually the real thing itself might be a good representation or certainly no worse interpretation as every other version that's been out there on the market. So the shaitan cartoon is a difficult one. And because it's one of doubt, it should be avoided. Uh, the interesting thing is that where people might w- might have said where it's definitely haram, i.e. promoting kufr and devil worship and this and that, from that point of view, most people would ignore that. They don't see this as calling to Haram, or, or or black magic, or or Shaitan, or anything like that, because it's presented in such a uh, sanitized way—a cartoon representation, which is not showing any, not representing um, devilish features. So normally, what that would be, what you would make something haram. But here, what's interesting is that we're not too fussed about that because it's quite clear that that's not the case. But what we are fussed about is that this is actually, actually, potentially a real representation of Shaitan, or certainly no worse our representation as anyone else. Yeah. but
1: well, just going back to the
0: time yeah you said
1: the general understanding the room is based uh on the general understanding of the people. Yes.
0: If you ask a hundred people
1: about a tie, you you a quick damage. Okay. If you ask a hundred people about the, the United Badge, the American The the the, the,
0: the, dev, the the picture of the devil on a United badge. Yeah.
1: if you ask them what does this represent, would they say this is the devil or would they say this is United
0: Logo. logo? I bet that the more people would say United's logo than the devil. Yeah. Let's do it. let's do a class vote right here, okay? A hundred people, no, everyone here. The the devil on United's badge. Do you see that as a logo? Put your hands up. So one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Okay, the devil on the United's badge. You know, you United's sport, and I can't even think of what it looks like. Like this moment. Yeah, said I
1: was going to bring it up. you're
0: going to bring it up. But I mean, yeah, actually if you find it bring it up okay if you think the devil on the devil's log, on the bedroom on the, on the, the devil's <laughs> this is my own team here what's the score man yeah. to who us that's because with that Sydney Sam guy muskini lost out anyway um, uh, <laughs> of course of course you see your dad got upset now I said is that part of your course as well ah, of course it's part of our course <laughs> tell the tablighi jamaat that we do football in our class as well yeah, and we also and we also have good pictures. You remember last week, nice pictures. Which, which, which one is
1: <laughs> right. Which one is it? Which one
0: is it? Shaz, which one is it? Oh,
1: no, I have no idea. This one. That. No, right. that. 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 This one. Oh, this one? That. No, no,
0: no. Okay, click on out. There we go. Right now. Honestly, I've never even seen that shape on. How about that? Oh, that's the first time I've seen it. Alright, so we had about 15, I think, or whatever. Yeah? Nine? nine? Oh, yeah. It's something forgotten. I believe you've <laughs> well, said it. Sorry. Right, put your hands up. When you see that logo, it represents to you Shaitan with all of its connotations and negativity. 1, 10. So, maybe, huh? So, maybe, so what did we have? We had either 12 or 16 versus 10 which proves that it's not so obvious, does that mean that it's now too too doubtful that it should be avoided? No doubt. That's my, that's my position. Does it mean that someone who's wearing it would say, Haram, Haram, for me this is validation that we wouldn't kick this person, you know, rip it off his back kind of thing. This is a classic example of something like that. But no doubt that anything which is a shaitani in its nature, whether positive, negative, whether people are thick or not, people understand it as its reality or not, whether ca- uh, advertising has done a great trick in fooling us that he's a cartoon character or not, it should be avoided. And the scholars would all agree on that. So, that's good. I was expected to do three pages of the Sunnah of Wudu' and instead we start talking about the of of Kufar, but still, there's a lot of fiqh, a lot of principles. And if there's any further questions, then inshallah we'll take them and then we'll call it. Yeah? I've got a question on the hairstyles. Yes. And um, I've heard that, you know, for dying people say, all the white covers are out. Uh huh. The ruling on dyeing your hair, the ruling on dyeing your hair is that any colour is allowed to dye the hair, other than a colour which you are either copying some people in something, mm-hmm. yeah? Like Like, like that, so same principle as a hairstyle, so if there's someone... Like I think the uh, some uh, Buddhists they do orange or something or whatever I don't know, or some people I don't, if, if there's some color that represents a people, then that's impermissible, okay also to color the hair to deceive people, so for example, you're trying to make yourself very young and you're looking at uh, 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 to make it black or whatever on uh, um, uh, for for the purpose of deception, which is not the same as the woman doing it for the sake of beautification for her husband, which is a completely different illa okay. And likewise for her husband, it is permissible for her, or even him for her, alright, if that's the way it goes, to do any colour and styling styling within the uh, boundaries of normal, acceptable taste, where people are not being imitated, religions are not being imitated, cults are not being imitated, the non-Muslims are not being imitated in a specific uh, uh, fashion. Let me just make a very good point, actually, that's come to my mind. And that is that, you know when we say that the the imitation of non-Muslims? Right? Sometimes it doesn't have to be in religion that we're talking about that imitation. Let me give an example. The example would be, for example, uh, 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 like, I don't know, who changes her hair a lot? Or his hair a lot? Beckham. Yeah? Beckham changes his hair regularly. And now the women, I don't know. Someone? Who, who changes his hair regularly? Abu Dhabi? <laughs> I don't know, man. You keep a tab on that kind of thing. Okay. <laughs> oh, I thought, I thought okay magazine, like, this is because you this is because you bought your dad bro and your dad completely ruined this lesson so we had to completely get back at someone we get we get back <laughs> what do you mean during the lesson so the, 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 the women the, the women we can't think of as an example but the men if you're now copying David Beckham because you see him as your idols, and every time that he changes hair, we will change the hair, this is a classic example of what's not allowed this is classic tashabwa, bil kuffar without needing a religious or cultish kind of thing, do you understand what I'm trying to say? so there are some people that just keep the kuffar in that kind of manner these people have a very complete different set of values, and they're changing their hair to make them more sellable in pictures which do haram, more, uh, attractive, more attractive in films etc, etc, so their illa is different but the principle is the, in the hadith is the same so this is a good example Alright? No, no, that's enough. that's enough. Anyone else? Yes?
1: What
0: about wearing a sari. So, is wearing a sari synonymous with Hindus? Or is it India? India. India. Yeah. Hindus. Hindus, yeah? I have a feeling it's Hindus, not India. What is the general understanding? Alright, let's do a, 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 a hand count on that. Saris. If you think India, put your hand up. Okay? <laughs> he goes, what's a sari? <laughs> <laughs> Okay, no, all right. No, no, if you no, no, no. think Hindus put your hand up, actually, that's the one I wanted to put my hand up for. Sorry, I got that one wrong. Yeah, you can't, you don't even know what it is. You pack right. That was 50 50. I was that was clean 50 50. So, uh, I mean, I don't know. I don't know I don't, if, it's, if it's proven to be it's a religious, you know, specific thing. But you know what, just right there, you've seen that it's difficult because when people see it, is it others in here? But I do when I think about it, I only see Hindus. I see that, that, that uh, Indian cook. What's her name? ma ma Something. Geoffrey. Geoffrey. Mm-hmm. Jeffrey. Madhur Jeffrey. Is that yeah. her name? Yeah. She wears a sari, isn't it? That's the only thing I remember from back in the day. She was a TV figure wearing a thing. She some Hindus in it. She's so. a bit
1: like a nun.
0: I my mean, nuns out, my nun's clear, man. I saw a nun on Saturday by the way. <laughs> well I haven't seen a nun for like for at least fifteen years and I saw a bona fide nun in Dublin like Yeah. There was it? and I heard that there was a drought uh, and uh
1: the uh, the, or the Or the after that Sahaba there was no rain, there was a drought and they said let's go out, the whole nation go out and we pray, and the rain came <laughs> so same I same think it even
0: happens in Pakistan as well
1: when there's drought, the ulama say no, we should
0: go out and pray this this it, is called uh, the uh, rain comes Correct. this is called yeah. Salat al-Istisqa so we will come back to that in the salah section, we will discuss that when we finish, we pray. Don't worry. Don't worry. Don't worry. <laughs> you will get your dua, Sheikh. Don't <laughs> you worry. You'll get a personal dua. I'm your personal pirsab. What are you worrying about?
1: <laughs> Allah. Oh
0: my God. <coughs> How did Pakistan let you out? I don't exactly. understand.
1: <laughs> so oh I don't
0: lie! Know. I don't know The Sophie University. They away. gave you a visa, go man. Go <laughs> and with that, because my dad's come back from Pakistan today, I went yay! <coughs> and now it's oh my god! <laughs> yeah. Is related to that? Can you say it's just out the blue? Sometimes you just brought, do you
1: want to make a dua mm-hmm. together in a
0: jar. Completely commensurable. So yeah, to make a du'a like now, let's make a du'a right now, this would be something which would be permissible. Because this is not legislating it in this manner, and we know that the Prophet ﷺ made du'a in congregation, so therefore the act is permissible. Alright? So we call it that. Jazakumullahu <laughs> wa Subhanakullahu wa bihamdik al-la al-an. Wa ta'afirakullahu wa barakubarikum wa wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. That was fun, Abu Dharr's dad's voice was we are back here, are you
1: huh? purists. purists.
0: Yeah. What's a purist? Young people for who um, uh, for just food, and
1: they travel. Yeah. Uh, do, they have a, do
0: they have a special way of clothing? And, uh, uh, yeah,
1: black,
0: and uh, a black hat. i yeah. okay. uh, help like yeah. Give that for more. Oh, well, Trust me. I mean, uh, Bobby, I've got nothing in the house. That's, you're having a laugh now, bro. There's a
1: big tag at the beauty of Sela's victory. What is yeah. it? If something's permissible to wear, why are you not praying it like a shirt?